Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Table Talks with Burr. Today we have Megan Turnquest. And today the topic is thriving amidst temptation. To kick things off, could you share a bit about your background and experience as a Bible teacher and coach? Yes, so I am from the Bahamas, born and raised from Freeport, Bahamas. And um, I actually don't have, like, I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up in, like, a ministry family. I did grow up in church, mm -hmm. um, but I'm a first-generation preacher. So to say, like, experience in ministry, um, all of that experience has been more recent. Um, I, like I said, I was born in the church, so I, you know, would go to church every Sunday, but it still wasn't like a personal, personal relationship until I got a little older. But it's funny because I always felt God's hand on my life, even from a young age, but I don't think I had fully like accepted him yet until I want to say I was about in the 10th grade okay. and, um, I went to this revival it was like a youth revival that they had at one of the churches in Freeport. And I just saw everyone so on fire for the Lord. And I was like, I want that. And so they did like the altar call and that's where I like gave my life to the Lord. And so that was 10th grade. So, you know, I finished off high school immediately after high school, I went to college at the university of Tampa and, um, but I, I, so I was saved. I had the Holy Spirit, but I wasn't like fully surrendered. I wasn't fully living for him yet. And so I was still doing my own thing, you know, living how I wanted to live. Uh -huh. And it wasn't until I graduated college and I got into this situation that I was just like, okay, God, I'm not doing this back and forth thing no more. This one foot in, one foot out. I'm going to fully surrender to you. And, um, that was when it happened. It was when I graduated and I haven't looked back since. And ever since I surrendered to him, um, that's when he just started to reveal his purpose to me for my life. But what's also so crazy is that when I was at UT, my major was pre-med, bio-pre-med, because I wanted to become a doctor. And so... Um, but there was this one summer break. It was either summer break or Christmas break that I went home. And when I was on break and I was at home, I went to this church service and there was this guy that prophesied to me and he said, you are going to be a teacher of the word. And, you know, he said some other things, mm -hmm. but what, what's so funny is that after I saw, Oh, but at the time when he told me that I came back home to my mom and I said, mom, this is what the guy said. I don't really know what I don't really know <laughs> what he's talking about because I'm about to be a doctor. You know, at the time yeah. I was in med. So I just put that on the shelf. Girl, fast forward 10 years later when I surrendered to the Lord and he started to reveal his purpose to my life. And he told me one time in my quiet time, he said, go to seminary. And I immediately remembered the prophecy, the prophecy that I literally put on the shelf, didn't really want anything to do with. Yeah. Literally, he took me right back to that prophecy. And I was like, wow, God, you are something else. And so that's just kind of how it started. Um, told me to go to seminary, got my master's degree in theology. And then he just started opening doors for me. I uh, started working for a ministry where I started leading worship for them. And then now I teach for them as well. 
Um, he started opening doors for me to do things online because I had kind of always done my like online uh, Instagram ministry type stuff from when I first got saved. Mm-hmm. But he's like open, you know, he started to open more doors where like I could speak and like um, do conferences and all these different stuff. So that's just kind of my background um, when it comes to ministry. <laughs> that's very impressive. How has the journey been so far? Um. Honestly, if I had to use one word, I would say fulfilling. Um, I think there's just nothing like knowing why you're on this earth, like the specific uh, call that God has on your life and that specific thing that he wants you to do. Um, There's just nothing like it. Like I always tell people, you know, I had one plan for my life. God Mm -hmm. had another plan. But at the end of the day, I really couldn't see myself doing anything else. It's it's the craziest thing, but I could not see myself doing anything besides ministry. It just, it's fulfilling. It's where I thrive. You know, it brings me alive. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, how, that's what I would say. That's how it's going. And I'm just so excited about it. I can say I... I can believe there's nothing better than living your passion and your purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. But to dive a little back into the topic of today, temptation, which is a big part of most young people and even older people's life. How would you define temptation and what are some common forms that it can take? Um. So I would say, honestly, temptation is anything that... Um, lures you in and just causes you to stumble or to do something that may be wrong or it doesn't even have to be wrong but just um causes you to do something that you don't want to do in general um you know it doesn't always have to be wrong per se but I think it's just something that lures you in and just causes you to stumble and to do something that you that could be wrong but also something that you just may not want to do um, and then some forms that it could take. Honestly, I feel like it can take any form. I think it just depends on the person and what it is that you struggle with in particular. You know, um, you know, someone's temptation could be food. Someone else's temptation could be money. It could be a person. It could be um alcohol it could be whatever it is that you struggle with in particular um so it could just take so many different forms I feel and what role does faith take to assist with beating away the temptation avoiding it well not avoiding it but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. approaching and dealing with when you're resisting temptation um I I think it plays a huge role. Um, one of the truths that has literally changed my life um, in general, and especially when it comes to dealing with temptation, is just this reality that we were made to crave. Like we were all made to crave the Lord, right? So you mm-hmm. think about scriptures like... Um, you know, my soul longs for you. I thirst for you, right? Or like as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul longeth after you. 
Um, we, we all were created by God for God. And so inside all of us, there is this, um, longing, there's this desire, there is this, um, void, I guess, if you will, that only the Lord can come in and satisfy, like he's the only one that can fully satisfy us. And so I think, um, knowing that, is that we were created for God and we were created to crave him and to worship him. Like we are creatures of worship. Like we are creatures that were created to worship the creator. And so as long as I understand that reality and that truth, it just keeps everything in perspective for me. So when I see the temptation, I know that, okay, this is just a desire that is ultimately pointing to a greater desire for the Lord, right? Because when we think about what temptation is, it's literally us trying to get some sort of fix. It's it's us trying to feel some sort of satisfaction, right? And you may get some sort of satisfaction momentarily, but eventually that's going to wear off. And so the way that I see temptation is I can use this as an opportunity to redirect my attention, to redirect my focus, my affection onto the Lord who will ultimately be the satisfier, right? Of this yes. desire of what of, of whatever this is that I'm longing for. He's the only one that can do that for me. And so um yeah, it's just I think understanding that truth that only he can satisfy and like genuinely tasting and seeing that he is good and understanding that he is better than all of these things. Like he's better than whatever he's better than the relationship he's better than the food he's better than the alcohol he's better than the drugs he is better than these things when I understand that he's better than them and he's the only one who can satisfy me I think that that helps when it comes to temptation was this always your mindset in the beginning when you're first transitioning into ministry full-time and strengthening your relationship with God or did you feel a little bit of that you were missing out on life a little Oh, 100%. I, it wasn't, it wasn't my um immediate because I remember when I first, child, when I first got <laughs> saved, I just, I was like, God, I don't, I don't understand it. Like <laughs> I am out of here. You have saved me. Right. So you <laughs> have, I have your Holy spirit on the inside of me, but God, like, I need you to change my desires. I need you to help me because yeah, I know that you don't want me at the party and I feel convicted when I'm there, but that still don't change the fact that I want to be there. Mm-hmm. That still don't change the fact that I want to do whatever I want to do, you know? And so yeah. it was a, it was a soul transformation too, that I've had to go through and still going through, right? Like we'll always be going through soul transformation. Um, But like, it, it's a matter of him really changing the desires, but then also you know, as we seek him, he gives us knowledge and wisdom. And then that's when he gave me the revelation of like, I'm better than those things. Like, that's what you think you want, but I'm even better than that. And that came through me getting to know him that came, you know, obviously getting to know him by reading his word and spending time with him and stuff like that. So no, I definitely didn't have that uh, revelation when I first started. When I first started, it was ooh, it was a struggle. I mean, obviously, it's still a struggle, right? Yeah. Because, you know, but I think that it, you know, as you grow in your faith, some things become a little easier to handle, a little easier to deal with than 
you know, maybe when you first started. And as we transition and realize that we may desire, but knowing that we're not missing out because God will fulfill us, how do you forgive yourself when you feel like you fall short? Um, well, if it's one thing I've learned is that we really have to be gentle with ourselves. Like, I think also, like, I think everything just stems from knowing God, right? Like, mm-hmm. as you get to know the Lord and the more that he reveals to you, especially about himself, you start to understand his nature. You start to understand his character, who he is. And the way that God is with us, he is so gentle. He is so patient. Like, even thinking about how we how we came to the Lord and... You know, I mean, I was living my own way for so long Mm -hmm. and the Lord literally waited for me. You know, he would continue to tug. He would continue to tug, but he was just so patient. He was so kind and he's still that way. Right. The Bible says that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Right. Like we know that we're saved by grace through faith. Like it is it is literally because we don't deserve his love that we actually desire to give that love back to him. It's that we actually, because we don't deserve it, we want to we want to surrender, right? We want to live for him. And so, you know, even the fact that he's so forgiving. And so I think a lot of times God is like, listen, I have forgiven you. I have said that if you, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and ju- I am faithful and just, and I will forgive your sins of, uh, you know, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, you know, just different scriptures like this, right? I've cast your sins as far as the East is from the West. And, you know, so just even just knowing who God is and that God does not condemn me, you know, but we be trying to condemn ourselves and God yeah. ain't condemning us. But we do something and we're trying to condemn ourselves to hell. And so one thing that I've had to learn is obviously who God is. And so if God isn't treating me this way, if God is forgiving me, then I need to forgive myself. Like sometimes that's what it is. He's like, I've forgiven you. Now it's time for you to forgive you. I have graced you. Now it's time for you to grace you, you know? Yep. Um, And I think that, just the more that we grasp his grace, the more that we understand who he is, the more uh, uh, inclined we would be to offer that same grace to ourselves and then also offer that same grace to other people. It's it's really a matter of grasping that, that like God is so gentle with me that I need to be gentle with me too, you know? Like we forget that scripture that says, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. But the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I got to love me too. And I got to love myself in the way with Christ's love, you know, like he, God, God, don't be, <laughs> God, don't be out here talking to us crazy. You know, obviously he, just so he loves, but at the end of the day, he is so patient. He's so loving. He is so kind. You know, he may rough you up a little bit, but it still ain't a condemnation. And I think that's what we do. A lot of times we so harsh on ourselves that we'd be, oh, no, you're going to hell. What do you mean? You know? So, yeah. And you mentioned earlier that he continued to tug you towards him. How would one or how did you know that he was trying to bring you closer to him? How did you, was it like a, 
you felt it in your heart or you just knew it was time yeah I just I felt it I felt it in my spirit um you know he like you know when he when he saves us he gives us a new spirit and so and he gives us a new spirit and the Holy Spirit now comes and lives on the inside of us. And so the Holy Spirit now talks to our spirit. Right. And so yeah. it was just something that I felt on the inside of me. Like I would go places and I would just immediately feel convicted. Like I would just be like, okay, this, this, this ain't for me. I, I just, I don't feel like this is the place for me. So I need to, you know, yeah. um, but, yeah so it could just be different things like that or um you know maybe you have dreams or you know maybe people would come and speak to you or you just feel this burden to pray and spend time with him or you just feel the need to worship and be in praise and worship like there's always just this draw that you feel when he's drawing you to him and um yeah, it just and then it just it's just confirmed when you actually do surrender to that and then he meets you there, you know. Um so yeah, yeah, it was definitely an an inner an inner knowing. And I'm happy that you listen listen to your inner self. Yes, 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 thank you. And as you were drawn to praise and worship Wednesday night Bible study, how was it developing your support system to keep you accountable and just managing this new lifestyle that you're transitioning into? Um, so I always, always tell people, like, I highly recommend a local church getting plugged into a body of believers. I just think it is so important. Like, it has always been such an encouragement to me whenever I would go to a group Bible study or... Um, just church on a Sunday. Um, it's just very encouraging for my faith and for my walk. Like it helps with accountability, you know, obviously accountability, like you could have that on an, a personal level with just maybe one or two people. Mm -hmm. But I think even just going to a local church, like going to a church service, going to a Bible study, I think all of that just keeps you accountable because you're hearing the word of God, you're worshiping, right? So you're in his presence. And so that in itself keeps you accountable as well, um, because, you know, light reveals what's in the darkness. If I'm constantly surrounded by his word, which is light, right, mm -hmm. um, it will it will keep me on, on the right path and it'll continue to reveal things that are in in my darkness or things that I need to work on, things that I need to change. Like he's constantly revealing things to heal us to make us better to make us more like him right that's that's the journey of sanctification is just that each and every day he's making us more and more like him and so yeah it's 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 very it's it's such an encouragement and it's very crucial for just sanctification child hey, listen if it's one thing that's gonna sanctify you it's relationships and I truly believe yeah. that that's God's design. And you said God is the light and in a world full of darkness. How can this generation who are exposed to so many different things stay pure and stay in, stay with the light? Oh, 
Um, boy. It's tough out here. <laughs> huh? It's tough out here. Right? Um, so I, I always think about this scripture in Psalm 119 that says, uh, how can a young man keep his way pure? And it says, by keeping in step with your word. Um, and then later on in the, like a couple verses down, I think it says, um, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. And so I think it's exactly that. I think it's really knowing God and staying close to him. Um, because when we, the more that we get to know the Lord, the more that we fall in love with him. And then the more we fall in love with him, the more we want to obey him. And so, you know, I always tell people, um, don't just do something out of duty or don't just say, oh, you know, I can't do X, I can't do Y or Z. Um, but really get to know the Lord, because the more that you get to know him, the more that you will fall in love with him. And the more that you fall in love with him, the more you just naturally won't want to do the things that break him, break his heart or misrepresent him or grieve him, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's what I would, I would tell people. I would just say, get to know the Lord, stay close to him. Um, and just seek him to really know him, you know, be intentional in your pursuit of him, read your Bible, um, ask him to reveal who he is, you know, um, if you need help studying his, his word, you know, join a Bible study, go to church, you know, the Bible says that those who seek him with all their heart, they will find him. And so God wants to reveal himself. He wants to make himself known. And so it's just really a matter of seeking him. Um, and so I think that's what I would tell people, just really seek the Lord, keep his word in your heart. Cause that's the thing. Like if you um, are really spending time with him, like we always become what we behold. So the, whatever it is that we're focused on, whatever it is that we're giving our attention to, our affection to, we become like that. And so the more time that I spend with the Lord, the more I'm becoming like him. So you think about like Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. When he was tempted, when he was um, squeezed, um, what came out of him was the word. And that was evidence of what he put on the inside. It was evidence of the time that he spent with his father. And so I think that that's really what God wants for us. It's like, no, when you are tempted, you'll be able to, to, to go back to the word and say, mm -mm, devil or mm -mm, flesh, like the lust of the flesh, like my own desire, right? Like, uh-uh, God is better than that. Or I can respond with the word, you know, like, uh-uh, don't awaken love until it's time you know like I can remind myself of what God's word says or if there's a lie that I'm believing oh God is holding out on me I could say uh-uh the Lord says that he withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly like he's not withholding something from me he wants to give me good things he wants to give good gifts to his children you know he's not up there like uh-uh uh-uh like trying to be mean you know and if he is withholding something there's a reason for that and I can trust his goodness I can trust his wisdom I can trust his sovereignty you know, the Bible says his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Like who can know the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? And so these are truths that I could remind myself of when I'm faced with these things. But it's really only because I have put them into me. You know, I have 
fed on these things. So now they're coming out of me. I think about even in Lamentations 3, where Jeremiah says, you know, why is my soul so downcast within me? Then he says, hope in God. You know, this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness, it never fails. His mercies, they never come to, to an end. But for Jeremiah to say, this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope, it suggests that he it, it would have had to be in his mind for him to recall it, right? Yeah. And so this is why it's just so important to actually get to know the Lord, read his word, um, and just allow, just like I said, as I opened in Psalm 119, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so I think that's what I would tell people. And you mentioned not being lost in love and lust and being one with the flesh. For those who don't know that the Lord wouldn't withhold anything good from them. And in this culture of hookup and being in a relationship and having to go the extra mile before you're married, how would you strive, ladies and men, to know that there's goodness in the wait and listening to the word and being patient and waiting until you have made that commitment to God? Um, I think I think my answer would be similar. I, I would just say, get to know the Lord, because when you understand who he is and you understand that he is good, so whatever he does or allows is good, it just changes your entire perspective on life. Because no matter what it is that happens, you know that there's good in it, right? Even if it's something that the enemy has thrown at you, you know that he causes all things to work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose romans 8 28 right so when you have that perspective that no there is always some good in this because god is good so he can never do anything evil and even if he's causing me to wait there is some good in the wait right and so instead of saying god you know or you know i'm, I'm you could ask god why and he could tell you but um I always tell people like, say, well, God, what is it that you want me to learn in this season? What is it that you're trying to show me? How is it that you're trying to shape me? What is it that you're doing right now in my life? You know, you know, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine to desire things. I believe that God places desires on the inside of our hearts. Um, but I think just understanding that the Lord is good and like, our ways are not his ways, you know, like I could think that I want something right now. And God is like, girl, you ain't ready for that yet. I'm sorry, but you ain't there, you know, yeah. and I have to trust, I have to trust. And, and this could be hard, right? This is this is a journey. This isn't saying that we'll get this perfect. But it's, it, it really is. It really does take that faith in who he is. And that's why I think just going back to knowing God, like you want we we want his word to be so deeply rooted on the inside of us. And we want our faith to be so strong and so unshakable that when things don't go our way, we're just like, God, I trust you. You know, I trust that you're doing something that I can't yet see. You know, in this moment, it doesn't look like what I want it to look like or doesn't look like what I expected it to look like. But God, I trust you. And I trust that what you're doing is good because you are good. And so that means that you can only do good. 
You know, you are sovereign and you you cause all things to work together for my good. Psalm 138, mm-hmm. you, you perfect everything concerning me. So if I'm concerned about it, you better believe God is concerned about it. And he's working it out even now, right? Like before there was a problem, there was a solution. God isn't surprised by anything that we go through. He isn't surprised by anything that we're faced with. And so I think just having that perspective that is like, okay, God, I feel this way, but I know that you have a plan. So Lord, help me to align with your plan. Reveal to me your purpose in this situation. Even if you don't reveal to me your purpose in this situation, give me the the the, the faith to trust. I just thought of that song that says, give me faith to trust what you say, that you're good and your love is great. You know, and then it goes on. I'm broken inside. Uh, Something, something, something. I give you my life. And so, you know, just and even if, you know, even in the Bible, you know, asking God, Lord, help my unbelief, because right now I I, I need some some help for my faith. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a journey. But I think that the more that we. Uh, spend time with God. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So the more that I'm listening to his word and I'm reading his word and I'm listening for him, and I'm getting to know him. And, you know, my faith is just going to continue to grow. And it's a journey, you know, each and every day we're growing in faith. But I think that's what I would tell people. Lord, I'd be breathing. I, I just <laughs> for these answers to be so long, but I just be going. See, it's this, okay. This I'm glad you're feeling it. This way, you know this. This is what I was supposed to be doing, because girl, I could talk about this for hours. And I love to see it. And you <laughs> mentioned a lot that we have to listen to him and just allow him to give us the answer that we're looking for. Oh, well, the answer that really answered to us. Mm-hmm. How will we know when he's speaking to us, and we're not just speaking? Like, how will we differentiate when the Lord is speaking to us, and it's rather than ourselves and our desires and our selfish desires speaking to us? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when it comes to hearing God, I think it's always going to be a journey too. Um, and obviously we're human. So, um, sometimes we're going to miss it. Sometimes we may get it wrong. Um, but I think that learning to hear God is also a journey, but I think that, um, one way that you know that it's God is that it's going to align with his word. And that's why I think reading his word is so important because his word is his voice. And so the more that we know his word, the more that we know his character, the more if we hear something in our spirit and it doesn't sound loving, it doesn't sound kind, it doesn't sound um, like something that the Lord would say, it doesn't align with, um, you know, whatever it is that he says in his word, um, it, it just, it's not biblically sound or I can't find whatever it is that I feel in my spirit in the Bible that I know, you know, that is probably me but now in the situations where you may feel something in your spirit that obviously you can't find in the bible right Mm -hmm. um i think those things will take a little more prayer um i think give it time i think that god is someone who is he wants to make his will known to us i think he wants to give us clarity and so if it's something that we feel like the lord said I, I say, give it some time. 
Um, and in time you will know he will either he'll confirm it um, through someone else. He may confirm it in a dream. One thing that I've also learned about God is that if he said something or and, you know, and he really wants you to know it or he really wants you to do something, he'll he'll bring it back. And I think that's one way that you also know that it's God. Um, I think there are so many different ways, you know, spending time with him and just really fine tuning your ear to his voice. You know, I think the more time we spend with someone, the more we know their voice. Right. So, for example, and it's also about proximity too. you know, if I have a, a, a girlfriend and she is over at my house, I can't hear her if I'm upstairs and she's downstairs. Um, so I think, you know, being close, but also the more time I spend with my girlfriend, the more I get to know her voice so that, you know, if I'm in a situation and, you know, there's a lot of people around, but the minute she calls my name, I know her because I know her voice, you know, I think about in, I think it's uh, John 15 or I think it's John 15 where um, the, you know, the, where Jesus talks about, you know, my sheep, they know my voice and a stranger, they don't follow. And so I think just the more that we get to know him, the more we spend time with him, the more we know what he sounds like. Um, so, yeah, I think proximity, but then I also think just time spent as well. You said a lot to take in. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it is encouraging. Yeah. Nonetheless. Ah, I'm sorry. It's, don't apologize. It's something you need to hear. <laughs> and to wrap this up for the day, can you share a little advice for listeners who may be struggling with temptation or their journey to get closer to God? Um. So I would I would just say the same thing. I would say, really see God to know Him. Um, and as a result of knowing him, you'll fall in love with him. And then you'll just naturally want to obey him. Um, I, I don't think that you should try to do something out of obligation. I don't think you should do it out of force. God doesn't operate like that. He doesn't force himself on us. He actually wants us to choose him. And so that's what I would say. And then I would also say, be gentle with yourself. You're learning. We're all learning, right? It's, it's going to be a journey. Um, this isn't, uh, you know, what, what Nipsey Hussle say, this a marathon, not a sprint, mm -hmm. like the, the life itself is this journey of, of growing and, and being perfected by the Lord each and every day, becoming more and more like him until we meet Jesus face to face, where we will stand fully perfected and fully ready for him. And so just, just be gentle with yourself. Um, understand the gospel, understand. And, and, and I should have said, that's, that's really where we start, right? It's, it's really fully understanding and grasping what the gospel is and that Jesus died for me, even while I was still a sinner, like while I was living my own way, while I turned my back on him, he died for me. And that in itself is like mind blowing, you know, that the God of the entire universe, the one who names this, like knows all the stars by name, the one who knows the, the, I mean, created the whole world and holds the world together. 
he knows me by name and he died for me so that I could be reconciled to him so that I could have relationship with him. Like, I think understanding how big God is, how vast he is, and that he actually died to have a personal relationship with me. That just blows my mind. And so really grasping that grace, because when I understand that grace, like no matter what it is that you've done, no matter where it is that you've been, no matter what it is that you do right now, even that there is a God who died for your sins, past, present and future, a, mm -hmm. a, a God who wants you to know him and wants to know you and who who, who is saying, listen, I don't need you to be perfect to come to me because nobody is right. I will do the perfecting when you come. And so all you have to do is just come to me. Just come to me because my arms are open wide. And the minute you come is the minute I'm going to wrap my arms around you. And is the minute that I'm going to start to clean you up. And is the minute that I'm just going to start to do my work in you. And I'm going to start to shape you. And I'm going to start to mold you. And I'm going to show you what it is that I have for your life. And I'm going to take you on this path and this journey of just getting to know me more and loving me more. And I'm going to take you on this journey where you start to love your neighbor better. And you start to love yourself more. And I'm just going to take you on this journey. And it's this beautiful journey. I don't want to force you to do anything. I want you to love me, right? I want to take you back to in the beginning, in the garden where Adam and Eve, they just walked with me in the cool of the day. I, I want you to know that you can enjoy me. I want you to know that I'm the lover of your soul and nobody could love you like me. Nobody could do you like me. Mm -hmm. Nobody could care for you like me. That's what I want you to understand. I want you to understand that you were made for me. You were made for me. As a creature, you were made to, to, to love me back. You were made to worship me. I loved you first and now you just get to respond to it. That's how good God's love is. It's it's a compelling love. It, it's so big and it's so vast that it makes you want to love him in return. It's like, it's literally the only right response to a love so great, to a love so deep, to a grace that is so unfathomable that I can't even understand it. And so I think that's what I would tell people. I would say, man, like, just open yourself up to a love that is without bounds, that is without condition, that will literally change your whole life. Yeah, I think that's what I would say. Woo! You gave us a lot to pray about, a lot of scripture to digest, everything. <laughs> I appreciate you for coming on and giving us this word today. No problem. My pleasure. And I think that's it. All right. Thank you for having me.